0: stand before a door. You unlock it with the key of rational thought and common sense. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of lunacy, laughter, and logic. You're now moving into a land of both bullshit and fact about movies, video games, and nerd culture.
1: You've just crossed
0: over into the Geek Out Heroes podcast.
1: To listeners, we may have been canceled, but Netflix has picked us up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, we were greenlit. We didn't even have to really try anything. They just called us up. It was weird.
2: Um, we got a 10-season deal. Yeah. It's an animated series all done with post-it
0: notes. <laughs> Hopefully this actually comes out, and listeners, if uh, there's a lot of blown-out audio and I still post this, I'm going to just say, I'm, I'm screwing around with the mics, so... It's hopefully a good recording, and hopefully it's decent enough for you to listen to. Um, But welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo.
1: Miles. Anderson.
0: And uh, let's start out with the Ubisoft stuff so uh, we can get on to the other weird news for Ubisoft.
2: But first, real fake fact.
0: fake facts from
2: the Geek Out Heroes. The Salem trials were sexist. <laughs> Nobody ever said burn the wizard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, the patriarchy. <laughs> Which actually would have been more accurate back then. Right. Um, so now well now I'm gonna have to cut that out and put that at the beginning. God damn it, Miles, you should have just started with that. I'll <laughs> uh, just keep it going. Just gonna interrupt the, the beginning. For a real fake fact, just throw it in there. And just leave it as <laughs> is. Well, then you might as well repost the uh, quantum <laughs> leap opening just
1: because you did that. Went back in time and fixed it. Well, that's, the thing, <laughs> the thing, that's that
0: would that would be more Back to the Future. What? It, yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft had their UPlay event that yeah, they do. Ubisoft Forward. The yeah. Ubisoft Forward. I think they used to call it UPlay. I can't remember. UPlay is the no. UPlay is the. Um, it's
2: their E3 presentation without yeah. all the cringe.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, with, without most of the cringe, yeah. For the um, most part, it should have been called You Bored. And uh, they showed off their games, they showed off what they were doing, and it felt a lot like rinse and repeat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they literally had nothing that appealed to me, nothing that I wanted to, to play, and nothing that I actually wanted to invest any time in. Even watching the trailers and the gameplay, I kind of feel like I wasted my time. They showed off Valhalla. They showed off, you know, a bunch of gameplay. They even had a uh, extended gameplay portion that they showed off afterwards, uh, which should have been in the main presentation. I felt like because I think a lot of people probably tuned out. I know that uh, a few uh, streamers tuned out and stopped showing it, and I think that was a you know that was a mistake by Ubisoft. They should have shown that as the main presentation for it. I realize it was a long one, but at the same time, it would have been given you a little bit more in depth while you were showing off the game. Of hey, this is what we're doing. And it showed off a lot of cringe dialogue, a lot of just kind of, eh, this just looks okay to me. Uh, But I get it. If people really want to play Vikings, or as Vikings, that's going to be the way to do it. But uh, I think the biggest thing that Miles is looking forward to is stacking rocks.
2: (laughs) I'm going to stack them inverted. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. The the funny thing (laughs) is they spent more time creating that rock stacking physics. Than, than, fixing than fixing their the fire, fire physics because <laughs> their dynamic fire is fucking awful <laughs> listeners i'm just
2: glad you saw it too i was like oh no it's, it's not just me right <laughs> it's horrendous looking
0: like as it spreads it's literally at at least half the frame rate the game is running at least yeah and the game is only running at 30 frames per second so that that's really bad
2: yeah um unless there's just in case you're aware uh, not aware we're talking about the background fire um, when it's, and it's talking about like hands on fire, like that's something that's actually happening with it, it's okay.
0: <laughs> no, the the dynamic right. it's it's really the dynamic fire. It's it's when you're talking about background fire. Background fire is the dy- they're using dynamic fire, which means it spreads. Like if you hit yeah. if you hit it or something like that, it'll spread to other locations. It'll set houses on fire. All of that looks terrible when yeah. it comes from like a torch. Anything that's a static, non usable object. It's fine. It looks completely normal. It looks like actual fire. But their, their dynamic uh, fire physics is... there. Like it, It's kind of cool how it spreads but at the same time. I mean, that's the same thing that was in Far Cry 2. And it looks like it has the same frame rate as Far Cry 2. So, <laughs> not in a huge improvement. And when I saw that and then... You know, when we were playing Ghost of Tsushima, when I was playing it last night and I saw fire and I'm like, why can't their fire look like this? Yeah, it's it's starting to it's
2: getting to that point with Ubisoft. I'm like, are you you guys running into the same issue that Bethesda's had for a long fucking time is that your engine needs to, you know,
0: evolve or retire? (laughs) Yeah, you're using an engine that you shouldn't be using anymore because it's probably the same Unity engine that was used for Assassin's Creed Unity. And it hasn't really improved all that much since then. Yeah, because that would make a little more sense. Um, but I think they they really need to they really need to fix that. It's it's jarring every time I see it. It's completely oh, yeah. immersion breaking for anything. So uh, regardless of the fact that I'm not going to buy it, I think that a lot of I think a lot of players are going to have a problem with that. Um, so. Going on with the, you know, how the gameplay works and everything like that. And they were showing off, oh, you take over regions, you make relationships with the main leader and all that stuff. And I went, okay, yeah, this is still more of the same. This is, you're not showing me something that's actually Assassin's Creed. And the one thing that they did show that was Assassin's Creed was blending into your environment to infiltrate places. Yeah. Yeah. I went, oh, yeah! <laughs> Strange how
2: that was able to make a comeback.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're able to bring this mechanic back that's been in every other Assassin's Creed game except for the newest ones. You need the staples right. to the series. You're bringing back mechanics that were good. Okay, well, awesome. I'm glad to see that. Uh, not really impressed with the whole. Well, you're going to have farms, and you're going to have to, you know, lead you know, lead entire colonies. I'm like, I don't want to play an Assassin's Creed game to have my, mi- to, to play micromanagement, the game.
1: Well, we've called this since origins. It shouldn't be called Assassin's Creed.
0: Well, I know that, but like, yeah. I'm just even, even in an open world experience, like I don't want to play micromanagement the game. So I'm out. I mean, uh, miles, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're in the same boat or not, but I'm, I'm like, not blown away by the
2: presentation at all. I'm not excited per se. Okay. Um, But like I said, I've played every fucking Assassin's Creed, so I'll probably wind up doing it again regardless. Yeah. Because I can still have fun with it. I just won't love the game. It's just the same thing with uh, Odyssey or Origins. Like I had fun with it. I don't love the games. You know, I like the worlds that they build, but that's that's about it. (laughs) So it's almost gotten to the point where with uh, especially Assassin's Creed games that I'm really just playing it for the exploration part of it, yeah. Yeah, you because know, I I I love doing that in games. Um, uh, so their you know, their world building will still be, I think, severely on point, and that you know, so long as the game functions decently, I'll still have fun. But I, I'm going into this next game knowing that it's going to be typical Ubisoft.
1: Hmm. I think Miles is going to have the same problem I'm going to have. We don't know any Viking sea shanties.
0: Well, they do have... Uh, they do bring them... They're making them, like, uh, purchasable in the game. Uh, in-game, like, uh, activity to get, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: you can... Uh, where you had to chase down the uh, the sea shanties in Black Flag, and I yeah. think even in Rogue. Yeah, Rogue
1: uh, was the same way. You had to go catch them.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you, you, you have to do it again in, in this one, which... Like, on one hand, they weren't such a pain in the ass that I couldn't get them by any means,
0: but it wasn't an activity that I loved by any means. Yeah, so it wasn't something you went out of your way to do. Um, Here's the thing, though. Are they doing, like, I, I didn't see how those are implemented. Are the sea shanties translated into English, or are they do do they actually speak, like, speak Norse? <sighs> I yeah, thought it was I
1: in English. Don't know.
2: That that would be nice. Considering the ones that you kind of get in Odyssey, you don't fucking understand. So that's why I usually had a female crew on Odyssey, just because I had sounds better, (laughs) better Uh, voices.
0: Yeah, but it also it tends to like things tend to translate into English poorly. It's like when you hear uh, rap from another culture translated into English, it does not sound like rap music. Yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of one of those things of uh when you hear you know when you hear it you kind of want to hear it how it like I I would ra- I would rather hear it in Norse because I would rather hear it how it naturally sounds because a majority of those songs don't translate to the same tunes in English and especially in their language <laughs> uh when you have certain words that actually appear uh grammatically uh before others in order to construct a sentence yeah, so yeah, especially uh, if it sounded
2: something like, you know, high lung or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be fucking badass, you know, yeah. like
0: fucking war drum kind of you know, stuff. That'd be Absolutely. badass. But. So that kind of, you know, it kind of makes me if, if I were to play it, I should say, because since I'm not playing listeners, it really doesn't, uh, you know, apply to my like what what I like in the end. But I'd be curious to hear what other fans think, like, would would they rather them be translated than you know hear the tune in English uh, or would they rather just hear it in in Norse? And uh, I would think that a lot of people would want to hear it in Norse because it's kind of that whole cultural thing. You get to hear it and you get to hear how it actually is supposed to sound. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. why a lot of people uh, wanted to play Ghost of Tsushima. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, listeners. Uh, they wanted to play that in the black and white uh, tribute style to the old Japanese <laughs> uh, samurai operas, yeah, the
1: Kurosawa films,
0: um, yeah, and uh, they wanted to hear those in uh, Japanese. They actually, you know, wanted to hear the Japanese uh, translation. The sad thing about that is, well, you know, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it later, but, uh, but you know, there's a reason why people want to hear that because they want no, uh, to that kind of immersed, like immersive feel to to their game in that style.
1: Like I love the new song that went on God of War. It's in my playlist. I listen to it every once in a while. Just that deep voice and the going with the drums. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like when you hear the you know the dragon speak. uh, The you know from Skyrim. The 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 you know the was it a damn it. I can't remember the name of the song. It's the main theme song for Skyrim. um, That everybody you know hears. Or you know when you hear, I'm trying to think, and I just lost it. I I thought about it and then I lost it. Lost it, Anderson. Lost it.
1: I'm sorry, man. The God of War (laughs) still going through my head. So I'm just hearing the whole God of War thing going through my head. You know, uh, or you know, Duel of Fates. Yeah, Duel of Fates. You know, freaking Star Wars. Duel of Fates.
0: You you hear that like that kind of iconic sound doesn't gregorian matter if, doesn't sound? matter if you even know what the hell they're saying that's
1: what i meant to say you meant Greg, like gregorian monk sound yeah yeah like, you
0: you don't you it doesn't matter what you like wait whether or not you understand what they're saying it sounds freaking cool
1: yeah
0: and uh you know yeah i you know, am am i a misappropriating asshole for that you bet your ass i am um you could totally misappropriate the sith <laughs>
1: uh welcome to the dark side. We have cookies.
0: So uh It just uh it was just one of those things when I heard about the, you know, they're bringing back the the Shanties. Are they going to do the Shanties in English or are they going to do it in, in Norse and I would prefer hearing in Norse Norse personally, but uh since I'm not playing the game, it really doesn't matter for me.
1: I'll uh, be playing it.
0: But Anderson, you said you were looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I just want to play as a Viking. I don't give a fuck.
0: That's fair. You're gonna do mm-hmm. you gonna do dual dual shields. I'm gonna do dual shields. Oh, yeah. Come on, if I can if I can have yeah. if I can put
1: somebody's skull on each hand, I'll do I'll dual skull
0: somebody. Just
1: bash your head, yeah. dude. Watching her do, do the uh, dual
0: shields and just beating the shit out of guys, I was like, actually, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Captain America had it right, except he just he was missing the other one. Um. Yeah, that's my favorite thing
1: in video games: just to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, it was a. It was overall, it was a lackluster show, in my opinion, listeners. Just because I didn't yeah. have anything that appealed to me, but there were a lot of people who found something that they liked. A lot of people were. There were actually plenty of people who were really impressed by uh, what they saw from Watchdogs Legion. Uh, and yeah. personally, I feel like Watchdogs Legion is meh. Uh, I don't see it having. I don't see it having one a really strong narrative to it. A really strong. Uh, Story because it's focused primarily on uh, NPCs. You play as NPCs, and it's hard
2: to have a, a, a strong narrative if you don't have a solid protagonist.
0: Yeah. And when they were showing, well, you know how it works. They just showed the they showed a different NPC having a having practically the same interaction with another character on a screen. When they were on a mission and I sat there going, well, that doesn't create a uh, strong emotional uh, feeling towards your characters. That's just kind of like, oh, you're this person. Eh, all right. Well, I'm this person for now. It's I don't know. To, to me, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like playing a game in Fortnite. And you're just a character. You don't really have any kind of backstory. You don't really have a real story there anymore.
1: Yeah, you're just the player to play. You're just
0: there to play. And that's kind of how I feel Watchdog Legion is only it's a single player and you're just there to play in an open world. It's a sandbox kind of thing. So if it's a sandbox, I kind of feel like they should, you know, while they've they've established that oh, you're playing as all these NPCs and you have all these different talents and stuff like that, they should establish the other things you can do in the world to kind of show off to other other players who may be in the same uh rut of trying to have any kind of you know give any kind of a fuck <laughs> towards this game uh to get them to say oh you can do all this stuff like this crazy these crazy things you know we have all these other activities you can do in this game because it's really is a sandbox and uh you know feel free to to, to do what you want um the story predictively is more than likely going to be the evil organization that was able to take up their you know take up policing in london uh, is more likely the ones that created the terrorist attacks to begin with to cause them to get the vote to be put in place. I mean that's not Probably. a new story. No. Uh, that that's you know literally used in a dozen other movies, uh, including Angels Fallen, the most re- one of the most recent. Um, you know, evil black ops organization creates terrorist attack to be put into a place of power and to get what they want. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the same thing. So, after seeing that, and draining to, like, people's oh, wells yeah. and selling water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 007. Um. Huh. So it's not exactly like nothing's exactly ringing, toward like ringing as something unique. And the one thing that started out started out as unique was when they started out with uh hyper and not hyperspace. It's a hyper uppercut. No, <laughs> link. <laughs> no, it's the, the one that was the, the rum, the battle Royale. Oh, hyperspace. Is it? It's not hyperspace.
2: I thought it was. Is it not?
0: Pretty sure it's not. Anderson's looking it up.
2: Hyperscape.
0: Hyperscape there starts with go. all S. the letters were there, just we, in a different we, order, yeah, order. We, or, 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 we were there almost. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to switch the had, C and the P. Had to scrabble those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hyperscape. It starts out with this whole kind of, you know, dystopian futuristic. Uh, plot line of people are disappearing ready player one from, you know yeah, yeah people go into this environment to live their lives and they're disappearing from it and stuff like that and getting hurt in real life and I went okay this is intriguing and then they the, and it's all this buildup for a battle royale that you're literally just playing a battle royale in and I sat there going wait what was the point of the story plot did you guys just Fortnite everyone did you literally just try to pull a Fortnite where you had the story <laughs> built up and you had all these cool ideas, and then you turned around and said, nope, but it's just a battle royale. It's just this.
2: Yeah, we're just skipping that whole single-player thing.
0: Yeah, at least in that case, at least in this case, they they skipped the whole single-player of promoting that and promoting that there was an actual story and went straight into the battle royale. But they set it up was so oddly. Yeah. Because at first I was like, I don't understand. Is this a battle royale, or is this actually a story? And Miles, you stated it the best way when you compared it to Overwatch.
2: Yeah, that's what it feels like. It just feels like it's a background story just kind of there to
0: help promote the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, no no actual attachment to
0: the gameplay itself. It's so that the players can tell other people, well, there's a story. And the rest of us can laugh and go, no, there's not. Uh, I honestly don't know if there's... There is.
2: If they're going to be able to draw away the rest of the uh, battle royale crowd, like a lot of people are, kind of dead set in their Fortnite or Apex Legends or you know Overwatch is kind of kinda dipped down, but you know what I mean like it's almost too little too late for Ubisoft I think to be getting into that, but who knows. Yeah. Um.
1: And how do you draw the appeal from the hardcore fans from their games to a new one?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, especially one ran by UPSoft, which is notoriously glitchy. Yep. Um, I was surprised, but when they you know, like you said, so the uh, to the
0: planet immediately.
2: Yeah, like you said, the whole the whole conference was pretty lackluster, pretty boring. Yep. In in all <laughs> reality, um, I I have the same view on Watch Dogs Legion as I kind of do for Assassin's Creed Valhalla it's probably going to be a fun open world to dick around in, but I'm not exactly, you know, looking forward to the game by any means. Yeah. I uh, mean, would
0: you, would you spend sick? Like at this point, do you think you would spend $60 on it? Is the question you kind of
2: depends on what I'm playing at the time. I think yeah. if I, if, if there's a lull and I need something to play, yeah, I'll probably drop it, you know, just to do something new, but yeah, I wouldn't I count on it. If there's a, if there's a lull,
0: <laughs> I'll just go back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey and try and, get through that again. <laughs> try to get uh, back hopefully through hopefully without without it glitching on me spartan kick
1: your way to the finale
0: yeah i mean well i couldn't get through the game i literally couldn't finish yeah, it, it because, on you. because i had a i had a that mission glitch required NPC that was yeah. dead I'm like all right well great and yeah. in, in, in in a wall that i couldn't access and you can't confirm he's dead because it doesn't let you because it doesn't let you unless you walk up and physically confirm it they never fixed that. They never got rid of that I feel system. your pain. It drives me fucking crazy why they wouldn't get rid of that. I it's feel a simple your pain. fucking fix. Huh? That's
1: basically what happened to me in Fable 3. Basically. In Fable 3,
0: you got stuck. I had yeah. to
1: kill a werewolf that was trapped in a wall that I couldn't yeah. attack. Yeah. And, yeah you couldn't you and you couldn't leave the area. You couldn't
0: leave the area. Yeah. <laughs> You're just stuck there. All right, great. Thanks.
1: And thus, I deleted the fuck off my system. I'm out.
0: Yeah, I was already too far in the game to want to restart all over. So they showed off Hyperscape afterwards again, and they showed off that they were in the middle of they're in an open beta on PC, I believe. And I saw the gameplay looked like pretty much uh, Apex Legends, uh, essentially, with a additional hacking mechanics to it. And when I say hacking, it's you know you look at something and you have a watchdog mechanic where you press a button. And it unlocks something, or if you know, if you don't have the uh, the capability or the uh, I don't know clearance to do it, then you can't unlock it. It's you know not not really. It's more of like a blend of like if you took Apex Legends and, and some of the a few mechanics from Watch Dogs and threw them into a game together, and then said, "Hey, let's make a battle royale where the map constantly changes and uh, portions of the map disintegrate, forcing other gamers to play and, and, and collide with each other." Over the crown at the end, and the person that holds a crown—that was the thing that was really confused with. I'm like, the person that holds a crown—is it after that? Is it just completely battle royale? Because the entire time they were playing, it was a team. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's the same thing with pretty much most of the the battle royale
2: games out there. Is that you can play as a team? Okay. So. You know, one, uh, you're one person in
0: your squad gets yeah, yeah, it. Then. For a second then there, I fun. thought it was like one of those things where you end up with like six people at the end and it's just your team and their team. And whoever grabs the crown, everybody, it becomes free for all. Yeah. That's what I thought was happening at first. And then it's I battle that,
2: royale. That isn't technically battle royale.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought was happening at first. And then I noticed I'm like, no, the other guy's still protecting him. So I'm assuming that uh, I, I say him because I'm assuming that the person that was playing was the guy talking. I don't know. Uh, it might've just been somebody else. Um, in fact, actually, you know, it probably was somebody else because when I think about it, the the guys that were talking were the developer they were, were on the development team and there's no way any developer is that good. And the person who was playing was actually pretty decent. So I have no idea who, who that was, but, uh, when they were showing off the demo for the, the beta of the person playing, uh, it was clearly from gameplay and that person was either a top tier or they were specifically set up where if that to make that person win, because the camera doesn't really change from that, from the, that person's perspective. And they got a lot of kills and they managed to get the crown. And it was kind of like one of those things of, well, is the, it was the, like, it kind of made me question, is it set up like this? Did you guys make sure that it was, you know, choreographed in game uh, in the gameplay so that you could show it off this way? Or was that person just literally legitimately that good and just happened to be caught on uh, the stream? Uh, If it was caught on the stream, then, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Um, But you have to always listeners, unfortunately, we always have to question these things because of the amount of times that we've been lied to by the industry and told, oh, this is actually gameplay footage. And it's not. It's just set up to look like it. But I think that it was like, I think that this one was actually legitimate. I want to say it was actually legitimate.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it's just one of their many, many runs from, you know, betas,
0: essentially. So you think, oh, yeah, so that that would make more sense if it was just an actual, like, just full recording instead of a stream? Yeah. Yeah, because then you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that would make more sense. You're probably right. Probably just, you know, a bunch of pre-recordings they went through and got the best gameplay from it and pieced it together. Probably. What else was shown off by... Uh, oh, it was... They, they had that dumbass mobile game that's coming out that's, like, a conglomerate of all of Tom Clancy characters.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't remember what it was
2: called, though. A lot of
0: people, here's the thing, though. A lot of people are putting it on the same grounds of like, oh, you don't have cell phones? I'm like, uh, Ubisoft didn't say anything like that. They ne- they didn't make a, at least as far as I know, listeners. I mean, I could be wrong. But I didn't recall yeah. seeing anything from Ubisoft saying, oh, you guys don't have cell phones? Um, So maybe perhaps the upset, or people are more upset at the fact that these characters just, are being uh, used in a game. mobile game, that it's just yeah. a mobile game, instead of... Because we got to see, uh, you know, Sam Fisher, which all of us have wanted a fucking Ghost, or a fucking, not Ghost Recon, we've had plenty new of A new Splinter Cell game. A new Splinter Cell for years. I mean, the last one that came out that was on the 360 and in the, in the PS3 was okay. It wasn't great. The conviction was freaking phenomenal. I, st- I still go back and play that. That game was just top-notch. And I really want that back. I want that kind of feeling back. And it's just not going to happen. And, you know, Michael Ironside is only going to be around for so much longer. Ubisoft that you can use him. Elite Squad. Elite Squad. Yeah. I mean, the, the weirdest thing is in that in that trailer, they showed Sam Fisher breaking the bad guy uh, from Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands. Oh, yeah. The drug lord cartel Lord yeah, yeah the cartel the the cartel Lord and they he breaks him out of jail and he goes you know don't make me regret this I'm like uh well granted that game gives you the choice of being able to kill him or or you know going with the program most people uh, that I know ended up just killing him i killed him or no not really <laughs> killed him uh they i think the story is like they they let her kill him or something like that yeah is he that dies it? Most it, people let us. It, well, I not. can't remember. It's been so long since we finished that yeah, game. I can't remember. Because we went back through and we got all the endings uh, for it just because we wanted to see the other endings for the game. Uh, you and I went through that scenario several times because it was so st- stupid. But yeah. we we wanted to see what the other what the other choices, what the other choice was. Um I know one of them he gets arrested, ends up giving up a bunch of information, blah, blah, blah. blah. And the other one is he dies and Somebody else rises up, and it's basically the same kind of you know, same kind of story of oh, this just ended up causing more suffering. And Ubisoft's lesson for it was don't kill the bad guy, because they can save more lives somehow. But anyways,
1: kind of did the devil you know story, but didn't execute it very well.
0: Yeah, in true Ubisoft fashion, like lately, everything has just been kind of like blandly written, and they they don't take any risks and when everybody says oh they should take more risks when we say that listeners we're not talking about political risks like every other fucking journalist thinks that they need to take uh, we're talking about they just need to take more risks with how they still, with how they tell stories yeah <coughs> instead on in there yeah <laughs> instead, instead of actually telling the same story over and over and over again that was the thing yeah. that made Far Cry 3 somewhat unique was because at the end you had that twist of the character either goes back and suffers tremendously from PTSD or they stay on the island, they end up dying.
1: For me, it was Black Flag. I think those Right? I didn't play the Far Cry 3.
0: Once again, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, listeners, I, I really do apologize. Their games, I, I, I say this because their games are so bland, like it's really hard to remember every single plot, but that was actually one of the last times that they actually did something unique, I think. And I'm yeah. saying actually a lot <laughs> right now. Uh, so I apologize. For me, it was Assassin's Creed Rogue. I really enjoyed that story, and... Assassin's Creed Rogue was okay. It's essentially just Black Flag, only with ice. My
1: biggest thing was that you got in that dilemma where you felt like the the assassins were becoming just as corrupt as the uh, the Templar Brotherhood.
0: Yeah, it does show the other side. Of, yeah, yeah, both these organizations aren't. And perfect. so you
1: got in that dilemma, like you know what? I'm just gonna hide this shit from everybody. Stay the fuck away from me.
0: Yeah, that that did that. I actually did appreciate. In the yeah. Um Or Assassin's Creed Black Flag, where you start off. And
1: in reality, he you kill the
0: assassin, and you end up slowly assuming his role. In reality, you kind of need to play rogue in order to understand Assassin's Creed 3 a little bit better. Yeah. it makes the story for Assassin's Creed a little bit better, or Assassin's Creed yeah. Three a little bit better. Yeah, uh, it makes the Kenway great, trilogy make but it a little does more sense. but it does yeah. make the Kenway trilogy make a little a little more sense um, overall. And uh, you know they they don't take those big risks anymore. I'm kind of I'm. Uh, in the state where I'm kind of worried about beyond good and evil. I feel like that game very possibly could end up becoming a games as a service game. Which they did not uh, show off.
1: I've got a bad feeling that games did not
0: cave into. But I also have a feeling that it's not going to come out at all. It's just going to end up in development hell and end up going the way that the last time they tried to do it uh, and just kind of disappearing because that game has been in development for quite a long time now. At least since they announced it. If they if it hasn't been in full development, listeners, then that's a false statement. But the original announcement for it was back when the Xbox 360 was out. It's been that's been that's a long, like a long time. <laughs> uh, that no, was when they been, first what, announced two it. Two years got- since
2: we got the uh, that cinematic, right?
0: Yep. I'm uh, trying
1: to catch up to Kingdom Hearts. A uh, little <laughs> gameplay.
0: Um, but keep in mind, listeners, that first announcement was. I think they canceled that game, that version of the game. Yeah. Uh, two or three years after that, so they made and then they made their newest announcement during this this current generation, which yeah. I you I would say you can't keep I can't keep those in the same development cycle. Uh, no. But it just after the first time that they announced it and they had that long span of no news, no news, no news, and then cancellation. It feels very similar, and that's where I'm getting at is that this kind of feels the same way of. You know, announcement, some gameplay, footage, new trailer, and then nothing for a long time. And yeah. sometimes nothing's a good thing. I mean, sometimes it can just make, it, it makes it a little more easy for developers to just concentrate on what they need to concentrate on. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah, and manage expectations. So, yeah. so I-
0: hopefully that's the case. And hopefully, you know, that's what ends up being it. And hopefully none of my concerns are founded.
1: So I did, just did a quick research to see when was the last real news announced was October of last year. Hmm. When they were talking about the customizations of Jade. And
0: okay. that was it. And they saw October of last year? October of last year. Yeah, but they didn't show anything.
1: It just showed concept art and that was it. Yeah,
0: I was going to say. Concept art is not a game. <laughs>
1: yeah. But that was the only real news. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um. But... So-
1: yeah, I could, my gut tells me that it might cave in and follow the current political agenda and just add that to the story.
0: So, trying to get past into more Ubisoft news, uh, they also showed off Far Cry Six, and well, I shouldn't say showed off. They show they've they've really screenshots, cinematic trailer, and they showed a cinematic trailer. It's more Far Cry. It's the same thing that we've been getting for the last several iterations. It feels, and it's not something that's new it feels very bland uh although they do have a well-known actor playing the main villain yeah and this is where the the next part of our news comes out listeners is there is controversy over who's playing the main bad guy because he's not Latino uh he's not from Latin America And that means that he can't play this part. Now, I don't know if people understand this, but he's a very good actor and he's played a Latino before and he's played a Latin. He's played a Latin character. He played him in uh, Better Call Saul and uh, Breaking Bad. And I while I'm I'm not a big fan of those shows, I've seen him act in other things and he's extremely talented, Uh, especially as a bad guy, especially (laughs) as a bad guy. Uh, He has this calm, menacing demeanor about him. And that is what really sells him uh, for this kind of character as well. And the outrage is that he's not Latino. And I sat there going, okay, so apparently the only things that people can play now, and this is in voice acting, video games, movies, whatever, is people of your own race. That's it. Ever. You can't play anyone else from any other regions, any other nationalities, or anything like that. And uh, you have to be you have to be from there. So the outrage over this, listeners, if you are listening to us and you have this outrage over the fact that he's not Latino, um, I want you, you to listen to what that. I say. You ha- <laughs> you are a problem, and here's why: uh, you are literally talking about bringing back segregation. You're talking about bringing back segregation on a whole new level. Uh, this isn't about. Offensive imagery. This isn't about offensively trying to portray someone else's culture. This is simply someone who is acting and trying to portray a character, a
2: fictional character, yeah, in a fictional in a setting, fictional world,
0: and also the the story for this. If it's taking place in Latin America, Latin America is made up of whites, blacks, uh Hispanics. Uh, y- you guys do realize that it, they have a wide variety of peoples there just like the united states does so saying that this guy can't play latino is the equivalent of saying in my opinion to another black person that they can't play an american what
2: what you're saying when when you do shit like that is you can't have this job because of your skin color yeah Uh, do you see a problem with that
0: yeah do, (laughs) do you see where we're going with this we're not talking about someone who's trying to play Malcolm X or Martin Luther King. We're not talking about replacing that that person with a white person or Latino. We're talking about a fictional character that's never exists, not based in history at all. Being told and an actor being told you can't play this because you're not directly from Latin America because you have Italian ancestry. You can't play this. What? What the fuck? What is happening? Like, and what's funny? What's funny is listeners. I the the outrage. I don't believe this is from fans. I don't believe this no. is from anyone who actually has an interest in playing that game in the first place. No, I think it's, the people, it's
2: people that just want to, you know, be outraged and yell just because they can be
0: outraged yeah, and just yell. because I want to be mad. Yeah. Just because of that. So, because of that, I, because I want to be mad, I'm going to point out this. I'm going to say something about this listeners. I can do that for a lot of things. I can literally do that for, I can literally see another person's, even their craziest fucking viewpoint for anything. But the reason I can do that is why I can argue against it.
2: Right. Like even, even uh, uh, a, a post I shared on our Facebook uh, yesterday, I think it was, was a gal that did a wonder woman uh, co- cosplay. Oh, dude, right? she
0: is beautiful, by gorgeous. The way.
2: Yeah, Holy and uh, shit, she's black.
0: Wonder yeah, she's Woman, African not black.
2: Creators yeah. of Wonder Woman, not black. Yeah. Do I give a fuck? No. No. <laughs> not, she looks fantastic. She pulls off that cosplay amazingly. Amazingly. Yeah.
0: yeah when uh, when I was reading that article, I was like, I was like, this is really cool. And then I saw her, I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Good, <laughs> like Chuck Norris thumbs up of approval. So people are getting upset about, like, are just getting completely ludicrously out of hand on stuff. And uh, I do have to say, like, with the way with the way things are going right now, I'm going to go into some other news. The CW, as much as I don't care for them and the fact that they are just bonkers in a lot of their viewpoints, they're at least taking what they're doing with Batwoman. Uh, in a direction of we're not going to try and rewrite the character, we're not going to try and and replace the actor, and just you know turn them turn them into a black person in instantly, and suddenly just pull a soap opera, which is what one of the producers actually je- suggested, by the way. Uh, but the writers decided, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to write Ruby Rose off. And listeners, if you don't know this, Ruby Rose uh, quit, and it's really convenient timing based off of whatever everything else that's happening in Hollywood. But at the same time, uh, supposedly she was very unhappy in the role and she was very unhappy with what was going on with the CW in that uh, she was exhausted. She was really getting overworked and she couldn't do that and the other projects she wanted to work
1: on. Well, I know it was that an emotional trauma of her because uh, uh, she was good friends with her stunt yeah, double that got paralyzed, that got paralyzed, on, paralyzed set.
0: on set. Um, so I think it was one of those, Like I think there was just a lot of that going on, a lot of you know drama and. When I read more and into it, like my initial reaction, listeners, was ah, she just did it because of this. She's trying to placate, uh, and that's my knee-jerk reaction. But instead of having that be my only knee-jerk reaction, I decided to go and actually read more up on it.
1: Damn, and
0: the thing the thing that's the thing that's really convenient is, back, is the fact that CW had toyed around with this idea of replacing her uh, and pulling a soap opera switch a long time ago, apparently, uh, back when they were getting backlash for not having enough diversity in their superheroes. So that's where that's where my thought on where the where the placating could come in. But as to what happened with Ruby Rose, I think that in her case, I want to think that in genuinely she was just kind of worn out. She was tired and she was just emotional. She just didn't want to do it anymore not in the right place. She just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And she was done. And uh so what's Warner Brothers gonna do? What's CW gonna do? Well they're gonna replace her character and they've decided That, okay, well, we can, this is an opportunity for us to actually use a minority in the role. Okay. And there are a lot of people out there that are, you know, including Young Ripper that are pissed off about it because they want the character that they wanted. Uh, I wanted the character that I wanted when Ruby Rose played it. And when I saw the first episode, that wasn't the character that I expected and how she played her and how they wrote her. And I went, I'm out. This isn't the character I want.
1: Yeah, that wasn't Kane.
0: But that was just me as a fan. Okay, well, I'm out. But there are... Are a lot of people who are upset that they're just gonna they're just gonna replace her with don't know if it's a black actress because i haven't I, I saw a she's cute i saw her name she uh, is she oh, she's cute I'm sure she probably is usually yeah. most <laughs> most cw actresses are but they're replacing her and i don't know i don't i, I haven't really read into how they're going to play her character are they going to make her straight this time are they going to make her i don't read that bi? much are too, they going to make her a lesbian well they're knows? just
1: making a whole new character um, which but they're I'm making a whole
0: with. new character it's not a character from it's not even a character from the comic books Okay, if you're gonna hit the
1: reset button, might as well just reset. Hit the reset button.
0: At least it's happening early enough on in the series that they can probably pull it off. Hopefully, Ruby Rose comes back at least for some shooting, so they can write her character off. And hopefully, they do a decent job of it. Um, I don't know if killing her off would be the right way to do it. I would imagine that's probably what they're going to end up having to do. Um, Because they, you know, they they're really the way they played it off with Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne's just disappeared.
1: And they hired an actor for Bruce Wayne this next season.
0: Yeah. So I don't know what's, I don't know really what's going on or what what to expect for that. But um, I'm pretty sure they'll just use the legends and make something up. Yeah. But I'm not watching the show. So, you know, hopefully it's good for the fans. And hopefully the fans who enjoy it get a show and a character that they can latch on to and and continue to watch. If it, you know, it's always kind of a roll of the dice when when something like this happens. If you have to replace an actor or anything like that, it could easily be the downfall of a show. Easily. It caused the show to just be like, well, we're done because we can't really continue the show anymore. It's not worth doing anymore because we don't have the actress that we wanted and our fans are dropping off. And I think Batwoman already wasn't doing great Mm -hmm. ratings wise compared to their other shows. But uh, we'll see what the outcome is. Hopefully it's something that can survive with and that the uh, actress does a good job. Yeah, I don't have I don't have an opinion one way really one way or the other of whether or not I'm she open should, to it, but I don't do give a fuck about um, the CW show yeah, anymore. And that's that's really it. <laughs> I, I, don't care about, I don't care about CW anymore. Like I to was, be honest, but they burnt us out pretty bad. <laughs> I
2: was formulating a, a joke for our chat uh it yesterday, the day before, that blamed all the social justice warrior bullshit on the CW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that they cultivated it, <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: would, it wouldn't surprise me. In a lot of I'm pretty sure CW <laughs> is amazing. I think, Earth it, I, think one. Mo- I, I think a lot of it's like, on our end, listeners. I think the, the other than the joke, I think the the real side of it is just social media in general is kind of oh yeah, yeah. Things where Absolutely. they're at, um,
2: <laughs> but cultivated so, that. Oh, I'm offended mindset. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm offended right. by everything.
0: Um, okay, well, you can be offended by everything. That's fine moving it's on I stopped to,
2: watching everything CW a while back except for supernatural. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, so that, I th-
0: I think I got through four the four, first four seasons of Flash, the first five uh, five seasons of Arrow and uh I got through two three seasons season, of Legends two or three seasons of Legends. And I just couldn't do it anymore.
1: I made a season pass. Legends legends, drew, legends,
0: legends, literally uh, lost me when they did the giant uh, Froofy character.
1: Oh, yeah, that uh, shit was hard as fuck. Where they
0: all came together as Captain Planet, and instead of it being something cool, it was that dumbass doll from the show. Um, It was they, a Furby. They, it was a big-ass Furby. Yeah, they, they, they fucking lost it. me yeah. with that shit. Uh, I was like, yep, oh, yeah, I'm out. I they can't somehow miss. mingled you, you furbies from, and Vikings. From I was a, Like, what's going on? Yeah, you went from being a decent adventure show to this is just fucking ludicrous, like ludicrous. Like, you guys can't, you can't, you're, you can't handle anything anymore. You just fucking ruin everything. CW, and uh, with Flash, couldn't do Flash anymore simply because Barry Allen did never fucking learn. Yeah, it's the same uh, story. It's the same fucking every cycle season. over and over again. I feel like I was playing a Ubisoft game, uh, just watching it instead. Um, you really wanna give so the time to Supergirl went full SJW. Oh. God damn. They like the first season was was a little like that and it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. I it was a little here happy. and there. The second season was good. I actually enjoyed the second season of, of Supergirl. The third season was uh, this They is changed getting, all the writings for this ratings. Is getting, yeah, this yeah. is getting really kinda repetitive and you know Orange Man bad and bringing up ridiculous ideologies and shit like that. I'm like, this is just getting kind of crazy. Like this is kind of promoting not your fan base, but a majority of the insanity that we're experiencing now. So I was like, I think I'm out. I like you, you're not sending there. You're not sending the same messages that I, that I believe in personally. You're not supporting my values. You're also not supporting what I, what I thought the character was about. And listeners, I'm a huge Supergirl fan when it comes to comic books. She's one of my favorites. And to not have, like, I, I, that's that's one of the reasons why I originally didn't want to watch the first season because it was nothing like those. But I gave it a shot and decided, you know what? I'll stick with it. We'll see what happens. And there's even, a, we even have a podcast from me watching the first episode when we were at DC or, uh, uh yeah, uh, DCC and uh, yeah. the Denver Comic Con. And I had got to see a free screening of it and when I walked out, it was just meh, and that's the first pilot. That was the the pilot episode that I saw, and I just kind of was walked away. I was like, man, they didn't follow the story at all. They basically had turned Clark Clark Kent into a woman, and that's what they decided to go with. It wasn't the it wasn't the Supergirl story that I had known and loved. But again, a friend of mine who likes comics as well told me, you know what, give it a shot. The second season's a lot better, so I watched the first season, got through that, and went, "Okay, well, it was okay. It wasn't terrible." Watched the second season, I was like, "Wow, this is actually enjoyable." I hope that they continue on this track. And then they threw that all away. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely just dashed to the two rocks. Fucks about Plus, fans. My my rating for that, if it, it's hysterical, if you look on my voodoo, my rating for the first season is anywhere between like I, I give it anywhere between two and a half to three stars. It's just meh. Three stars would be good. Two and a half stars is meh. It's just meh. It's about two and a half stars. Uh, it doesn't mean it's awful. Just it's it's middle of the road. The second season for that, I gave it four stars. Straight up four. I was like, this is actually good. I enjoyed this. And then the third season came out, and it immediately went to two. <laughs> it was like two stars for the entire season. I that's this is when I was like looking at the other shows that that I was watching on the studio, and like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I'm done. This whole, the Arrowverse is, is terrible. They've completely destroyed their stories, their characters, for insane story plots. And Are Arrow still in Batman stories? Not even, yeah. not even just that. Like Arrow, Arrow not even stole Batman stories. It's not even just that. It's the fact that they created characters that they turned around and just decided, Hey, you know what? We're going to have this character go completely off book. Completely out of character. And go and do this. Because suddenly they uh, care about this. And you're like ah, this, this sounds bad. (laughs) Are you sure you want to do this? Like, do we want to do this? Like those very terrible episodes of Flash. Yeah, that was when I, that was when I just called it quits. But they're doing something, they're doing something different for for Batwoman. We'll see what they do for the fans. And maybe I'll look in, I won't watch the show, obviously listeners, but I'll look in on a couple of friends who are probably uh, still watching it and probably still will watch it. And ask them their opinions, what they think about the new character and, and things like that. And I assume that's probably going to... It's probably going to result in a late season start, I would imagine. Given how late this is, this news was coming out.
1: Yeah, because most of the time they're already halfway done filming a season by now. Yeah. Before they release the first episode. So... That way they can do the Christmas break thing.
0: Is there anything else you guys want to bring up from this past week? We had the... Uh, we had the controller uh, reveal. reveal, not really reveal, but uh, uh show off show off with uh, Jeff Keeley, where he actually got to use a controller, told us a little bit about how it feels and stuff like that, and whether or not he liked it. It came across very impressive. Actually, the controller looks a lot better than I even thought. I thought it was originally not just uh, not, not aesthetically listeners, but just overall uh, looks like it's going to be a lot more comfortable than even the current PS4 controllers because it's a slightly bigger controller and I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot more comfortable than the uh, PlayStation controller looks. You know, the 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 review that we watched sounds like it's pretty solidly built. So, but Got you it. know, it's it's always the same thing. Anyways, it, it, we won't know until we actually have it.
0: Yep, uh, we won't know until we actually have it in our hands. Yeah. But uh, the descriptions from Jeff Keeley were nice, and the way he talked about it and how the haptic feedback works and stuff like that—all very neat stuff. I don't know if I'll really appreciate the haptic feedback all the time, depending on how they use it. That's going to be up to the developer on how they use that and how they utilize that and may, whether or not it's actually going to improve the immersion of a game. But hopefully the trackpad is a little bit better. Miles and I have had, or had conversations about that recently. Miles had a lot of complaints about what's going on with this current game. And we'll get <laughs> so into that in a little bit. Sick of this touchpad. <laughs> um, I think it's a clever implementation of it, but if the tracking on your touchpad is bad or it's not great, then I can understand your gripes.
2: Yeah, it's um, like it's too sensitive or something.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Just a little bit of nudge and it instantly causes it. I think I, I think I've actually uh, experienced that a little bit when I just rested my thumb on it first for a brief yeah. second. I think I twitched and it and it uh, caused it. Are we using no, the does. right
2: stick? And my my thumb will dip just a little over the edge
0: and it'll yeah. just barely touch the pad. <laughs> the controller overall, like the the sticks, look like they have a little. You know, they have the uh, kind of a. Beveling and textures uh, going on. It's very similar to what our current controllers are only it ha- looks like it has a lot more a lot more uh, texturing uh, Detail on the edges to make sure your thumb doesn't have any slippage or anything like that Hopefully that doesn't rub off because I know from the original uh, 360 controllers that those controllers had uh, Those little nubs in the middle to try and help your your thumb stay on and those wore down over time very easily uh, if you have very corrosive oil coming out of your hands it would destroy those those uh, sticks very fast, and it's also nice to see that they created a controller that is designed for you know, just people with larger hands. I know Josiah will probably appreciate the hell out of that, and so will my father. We shall see when it comes out. And a lot of rumors apparently were going around that they were going to show that uh, that Sony was going to show off and or talk about the price pretty soon. Listeners, I think we actually talked about in our podcast, and we're saying that hopefully that's actually true. Uh, turns out it's not and the uh, one of the uh, community heads for Sony said that no, it's not happening, that's not even close to true we're not making any kind of announcement soon uh, but we will let you know ahead. like what's really funny is the fact that he made the assurance of we will tell you the price ahead of time, well you could tell it a week before the console comes out and that's still considered ahead of time Yeah. Um, but I think he was more referring to we'll, we'll tell you with plenty of so there's plenty of time for, for gamers to save up so that you have the More money pre-orders. set aside for this, yeah. so you can do pre-orders and stuff like that. Because uh, I think a lot of companies, including my, you know, uh, think uh, Amazon, you know, Target, Walmart, those are kind of they're kind of wondering, like, hey, can when we, when can we put this on our store so that we can start doing pre-orders? Because we need to start figuring this out, and that's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of months. I would imagine that Microsoft and Sony wouldn't be able to hold hold off past uh, August on pricing. Because August, September, October, November.
1: I could see after Labor Day. Really? I could see, like, second week of September or something like that. Okay.
2: I'll be curious to see how fast the competitor drops their price as soon as the, the first one is announced.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see when... You know, if they end up doing a a price, a little bit of a pricing war between the two of them, you know, let's say Sony decides to pull the trigger and says, you know, 400, you know, 450 bucks. You know, whatever listeners, I'm just I'm pulling a number out of my ass and Microsoft just comes out. All right. 400, you know, for their console and (laughs) and Sony ends up going, shit. Now we got three ninety five, you know, three ninety nine or three ninety five, whatever. So we'll we'll see what happens Um I, I'm really hoping that Microsoft does what they were what we've been hearing rumors on of doing the $400 and the $250 uh, price tags for their consoles and just kind of really undercutting the shit out of Sony to make Sony go, okay, we have to be in this price range and we have to be a little more considerate about that. Um, but, you know, we never know because Sony made that mistake with the PS3. So, mm-hmm. I and I still think that they learned a lesson from that, but... We we shall definitely see. Uh, they're absolutely holding their guns, though. They're holding like, all right, well, what are you, you going to price? Well, what are you going to price? <laughs> like, it's just back and forth. Like, no, you go. No, you go. Um, it just makes me think of that Spider-Man meme like the pointing meme where they're just pointing at each other back and forth. That's what I imagine just is going on right now. I
2: just keep envisioning the standoff from Good, Bad, and Ugly.
0: Yeah, except Stadia is already dead. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Nintendo wouldn't even show up. They're just like, we're we we're not in this fight. Nope, we're not bringing we're anything back new out this year. <laughs> we don't have to put anything out this year. Uh, speaking of Stadia, um, Microsoft showed off what they were doing with X Cloud, and the that is their their game streaming service that they're going to be including with Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass and you have uh, I should say Ultimate Game Pass if you have Ultimate Game Pass on your PC and your console xCloud's going to come with it xCloud's
2: S- going to give it to you <laughs> <X laughs> going to give it to you no now I'm going to have to end it with that song man <laughs> I hate that song uh, <laughs> I
3: hate
0: that song just because it was overplayed so much not that it was actually a bad song right It's actually overall not a bad, not a bad song. It's just I heard it so much in college. (laughs) God, I wanted to punch people. My brain
1: gets dark. I'm like, man, that's like the ultimate prison rape song. Prison rape song? (laughs) He starts barking off like a dog and then goes, X gonna give it to you? I'm like, man, this is a song you don't want to hear when you're in prison.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of things you don't want to hear when you're in prison. Like, you have a pretty mouth. Yeah, X Cloud's going to be included and that... A lot of people are like, "Well, that just you know that killed Stadia." Well, Stadia was dead to begin with. Let's be let's be honest. Uh, Google wasn't. It, Google's not going to continue to support that that service, and I feel bad for anybody who bought it. Um, but XCloud's going to have pretty much the same things that PlayStation Now is doing, which is streaming older games and stuff like that from their library. The difference is, is that uh, you still have with a with some with. There are newer games and stuff like that. You have the option to download. So it's Microsoft's really, really ramping up and they're doing a great job with that. They they are really pushing for uh, newer technologies like this to be the forefront for this next generation and to eventually become the main like I shouldn't say the forefront in the background for this next generation and to eventually become the forefront. This next generation is going to be an interesting transition. We're going to see it go from where physical's at right now to almost entirely digital uh, by the end of it. And then we'll see how the console shifts. And I would imagine by the time we're, in, we're at the end of this console, this, this next console generation, that we will end up with streaming instead of owning games as being an option. I should say, not the, the main caveat, but I'm just saying like them coming out with like a streaming box, kind of like this the Stadia, where you just have this box you get from Microsoft, it's the Xbox, and it's this tiny little streaming machine, or you can buy a full machine that lets you download the games. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah,
0: I could totally see that happening. And then after this next generation, wouldn't surprise, wouldn't even surprise me if towards the end of this next generation, you see the streaming box come out.
1: What the new small would be, or whatever the yeah. slim
0: will be, a streaming yeah. box. It would just yeah. be a streaming box. You know, the Microsoft Xbox X Cloud. Yeah. You know, the X Cloud stream. You know, streaming machine, whatever. Anything else you guys want to bring up before we go into reviews? Anything um, else we missed?
2: I'm sure there is. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything right offhand. Oh,
0: <laughs> sorry one one last thing. Microsoft's uh, flight simulator, the new one, the 2020 one that's coming out, is they actually going to have a physical version of it for Europe? You can only download it here in the states, but you can down, you can buy <laughs> the physical version in Europe and. It's a full plane. I'm just joking. It, <laughs> Is it made out of cardboard? Edition, right? It's a special collector's edition, It's It comes it's with It's made full by plane. Nintendo Labo? No, it's uh, it, uh, a... <laughs> the physical edition comes with 10 DVDs. 10 DVD ROMs. Double layered. Nice. So that's over... Almost... Well, if you take... this for the in, military? If you take it into account compression, <laughs> if you take it into account compression, it's probably over this 100 gigs. This sounds like gigs. it's meant for the military. And, for oh, training. Dude, it's, so, for, for this game... It, You know, being hundred over 100 gigs, I want you to take that in perspective of the fact that Red Dead Redemption is over 90 gigs on your console. It's a big open world, right? And this game is that size for a flight simulator that is supposedly being set up where you can actually fly anywhere in the world. Yeah pretty impressive and they have and they've yeah. they, and they, they claim super microsoft, interactive google yeah. earth <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah microsoft is claiming they have accurate scans of the earth for the for, for all the airports that they have in it for everywhere that's nuts this will be a training simulator it is well flight simulator <laughs> flight simulator is actually like a lot of flight simulators like this are used for training training simulators for pilots uh before they ever get into a plane and the way that the flight simulator listeners, if you're really interested in this game, you need to know that the white flight simulator is designed. It is actually designed that you take, when you take a trip, excuse me, when you take a trip to another airport, it's the physical distance in the game. And it is the length of time that it actually takes to get there.
3: Yeah.
0: It's a lot of sitting, a lot of monitoring. It's a lot yeah, 10 of 10 hour you know, flights,
2: 10 hour flight. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's not like where you play uh what's that? Uh, God damn it my brain is just Ace Combat. It's not like an Ace Combat where you're like all right, when you get to we got to get to the uh, over the ocean to the enemy. Like and they show you the map, like you see the physical map and you, when you play it and then when you're in the game you, you get over to where the enemy is in less than, you know, 5 seconds. It just made me laugh cuz I thought I heard 10 discs and I went Jesus, that's Oh, and the last thing is Xbox is discontinuing the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S.
1: Uh, no shocker?
0: No. They're phasing the console out, so they're discontinuing it. It'll start to phase out, and they'll have that in stores until they have run out of stock, and it'll be gone. Listeners, this is not something new. This is something that has been done every generation when a generation comes out, except when the PS2 was out. The PS2 stayed in production years after the, after the, the PS3 was out. They had, they continued to make that console because they, they continued to sell it.
1: PS2's final production... Was January fourth, two thousand thirteen.
0: Yeah. That's why I said years. Yeah. Years. <laughs> it was it because it sold. It's still sold. A lot so of that places. means it he was in was production wrong. for thirteen years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. King of Consoles. Yeah. So if you were upset about that and you want to go out and get an Xbox One X or you want to go out and get an Xbox One S, feel because 'cause they'll be they'll still be in stock for a while. Yeah. So don't panic about it. Keep your PS um, fours. The only thing that's I think probably a concern for some uh, companies is companies that hold warranties on consoles. And when the consoles run out and you still have a warranty on a console and it dies, that means they have to fix the or pay to fix it. And if they can't pay to fix it, if they can't fix it, then they have to find your replacement. Typically that means that they have to go with the next best thing. It'll be I'll be interested to hear if there's any stories that go around about how that's gonna work out. Because uh, I companies remember, trying to get out of warranties. Well, I remember when uh, when the 360 stopped like production and people were still getting you know red rings anything like that console failures and they still had warranties on them. that a lot of companies that held those warranties were trying to get the hell out of it and everything like that so speaking of warranties miles before we get into reviews would you like to review square trades customer service
2: (laughs) fucking scam artists (laughs) yeah uh I i still haven't had that resolved i'm still uh Still, uh, I probably call him after, after I get done with the cast. That's fine, but I
0: would say go ahead and give us an update on it. Like what's going uh, on?
2: About a week ago, my my uh, Sony TV gave out on me. It would just go to a loading screen. Did everything that I could under the sun uh, that I could do at home to try to factory reset or anything to get past it. Nothing. But I had a Square Trade warranty that I purchased when I got the TV, and not blaming Vargo, but he's part of the reason I got a square trade warranty because yeah. of how yeah, good of an experience he had with them. And
0: I've had listeners, I will say I've had a lot of good experiences with them.
2: Yeah. Um, but notably, he pointed out that this was before they got bought by Allstate. Yep. Uh, so I've, I have I essentially, each and every single day that I called and emailed uh, Square Trade trying to get this resolved, I basically got told to call back later. Um, It was like shaking a fucking Magic 8-ball. Except you're never going to get, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They finally got around to them asking for pictures of the TV, sent them those. Those weren't good enough, had to send more. Those weren't good enough, had to send a video. And that's kind of where I'm at now. But each and every single time, they basically have asked me if I've damaged the TV, if I've dropped it, spilled liquids on it, whatever, right? My answer hasn't changed since I first reported the goddamn, uh, uh issue.
0: Yeah. You it's know, almost I, like dealing with a doctor's office where you tell the nurse everything that's going on and then the nurse writes it down in their piece, you know, in their paperwork and then hands it over to the doctor. And instead of the doctor reading it and finding yeah. out about the previous conversation that you've had with the other person, that was, that was the reason why you had that conversation to begin with was so that the doctor was aware of your condition when they walk in instead of the doctor reading that they ask you the same questions. Yeah. Can't tell you how how frustrated I get when I when I deal with a doctor like that.
2: This is this is almost like more like the police interrogating you, trying to get you to trip up and say, yeah. Oh yeah, I totally I killed gotcha. the nanny. You know? Yeah. Um, so asking the same questions
0: over and over again, waiting you're waiting for your story to change.
2: Yeah. and so it's it's beyond fucking infuriating. I absolutely yeah. do not recommend ever doing business with Square Trade. Um,
0: yeah. And Going back to what Miles has said about the fact that, you know, I'm responsible for the reason why he's having to go through this shit. That's absolutely true because I recommended square trade, but I recommended square trade back in the day. And for years, i had never had problems with them. Every single thing that I've ever had an issue with, they've either replaced it or immediately had it fixed. No questions asked. It was like, and when I say no questions asked, I mean, the most that they would ask is what he's having to deal with where you have to send a picture, but you'd send a picture, detailed, detailed description of what it would have. It would go through one case file. You'd get a reply and say, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. It, was, it was, there was no workaround. There was no re-asking questions. It was, here's, here's the, the website, go to the website, fill out this, you're done. And that was pretty much it. That's why they considered it no hassle. For years, they were like this. And I, told, I, I would tell everybody, you, know, you should get Square Trade because they're really, really good. And then Allstate uh, came in and bought up majority of stock. So what ends, when, ends up happening when you have majority shareholder going over to another company? Well, that company now makes the shot or calls the shots. Rarely does a company ever say, oh, we're fine with your management. We're fine with everything like, uh, everything like that. Keep things as usual. No, they try to bring you into their own system of how things, things are done. And I have heard nothing but horror stories of Allstate my entire life. Like they're just horrendous. Every single yep. person I've talked to that's had them has regretted it. And yeah. miles has had bad, ex- had has bad experience with, with all state. They dropped him after one incident. Yeah. <laughs> when he was, when yeah. he had, when he well, had car insurance I was with them.
2: Yeah. I, I had business with them for roughly 10 years and they dropped me over one small incident. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, Instantly. okay, well, and, and the funny thing is like, I could have been with USAA the entire time. Cause my dad was 20 years army. Yeah. Um, And that's what I eventually wound up going to was USAA uh, because they were the easiest to work with. And I haven't regretted them since. No, I agree. I I was with Allstate for the longest time because... My, my agent that I initially got my insurance through, because that's, that's how you used to get insurance people, was you, you, you went and spoke to an agent. You didn't just go online.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: was a really cool guy. He got me a lot of savings, and so thus I didn't pay a whole lot in insurance uh, yeah. for many years. But you know I should have just gone with USA from the outset
0: in all reality. So when I started dealing with Square Trade, and I used them for, for a long time. For a lot of stuff, listeners, and I've had stuff like TVs replaced, I've had stereos replaced, I've had headphones replaced and repaired, uh, laptops, no problems. Then all of a sudden, Allstate takes over them, and this is the kind of experience you end up getting. And I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I guess I can't. I guess I can't use them anymore. Uh,
2: yeah. To be fair, when I bought the the policy, it was 2017, so yeah, it might have not been under Allstate at that time, at the very least, mm.
0: but still
2: I'm, I'm left holding a a bag of shit, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right now, as of yet, you know, they're not, they're not really doing the drop in listers, It's not even just, uh, not wanting to cover the television. It's the fact of their customer service clearly drops and you can see it like where, when, when you used to do systems where it was just like you go into their website, you file a simple claim, you give them a receipt, you give them an image of the, of, of the product, what's taking place or a video. And that was it. And they would turn around like, okay, let's figure out what we can do. We can send a repair person or we can, you know, send it in the factory, like anything like that. That's, that should be the immediate response of these are the options that we have, or here's the option that we want to, that we want to go with. We'll, you know, we'll have you get, get a box ready and stuff like that. And we'll send you a shipping label, anything instead of, oh, uh, did you drop the TV? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you damage it or anything like that? Like, okay, well, the first time you get that, well, you kind of expect that from any kind of insurance company. So, okay, you know, I'll answer those questions. But getting those questions asked three, four more times, well, now we're not having a conversation of how we can fix this issue. Now we're having a conversation of why you don't want to.
2: Right. Uh, And you know me, one of my biggest fucking pet peeves, repeating myself and I had to do it I don't even know how many times now <laughs> yeah
0: and that's that's a big problem uh you know I I didn't tell you about this and I can I can bring this up since we're reviewing customer service Microsoft they tried ah. to you know I you know how I had sent me yeah Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft customer service is bad uh it's so bad <laughs> listeners I had to have my elite controller replaced and that was no hassle that had no problems that was within warranty but I also had a two-year warranty that I paid for from Microsoft as well. On top of that, the control the controller was replaced within the first warranty, the first year warranty that it comes with. So you have a year warranty, and then you have the extra two years that you pay for, right? That's how yeah. it works.
2: Manufacturer and extended.
0: Yeah. So I had the extended warranty. They send me a notification telling me that my extended warranty that I paid for is no longer va- is no longer valid on the new control the replacement controller they sent me. And that was not a good conversation to have when I contacted them and they tried to explain that. They tried to explain it to me and I went, you clearly don't understand how extended warranties work. And I started pulling out, I literally started pulling out the legalese in their warranty. I started reading off verbatim what it said to them. I said, right now you are literally violating the law by violating your underwriting conditions for how a warranty works and the extended warranty explicitly says that it does not matter if the controller gets replaced by them. If it gets replaced or fixed, the warranty extends beyond from the point of purchase of the first product. So if it gets replaced, my warranty only ex- extends from the point of purchase. They tried to get out of it by saying, oh, well, we sent you a new product. So it no longer applies. And I went, oh, that's, that is not how this works. And a lot of corporations will do that. A lot of insurance companies especially will try to do that. So they'll try to take your money and run. Anyways, moving on to game reviews, the things that our listeners actually want to hear about, of course, our opinions on games. (laughs) I'm being extremely sarcastic. They probably don't give a shit but we've been playing ghost of Tsushima, and listeners this is going to be a evolving review we won't give you a buy borrow bin at the end of this we will simply tell you our thoughts currently where we're at in the game and uh miles you go ahead and take it off so uh ghost Tsushima. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, on his defense we don't know if he's actually even wearing pants this is true he's, he's this his is home. true <laughs> he doesn't even know if we're wearing pants and we're in the same room Ew. together. <laughs> we're not. We're wearing shorts. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's fucking hot. Um.
2: Now, Ghost of Tsushima, super pretty game. Vargo's brought it up before. Easily the crowning jewel for Sucker Punch Studios at the moment. Yep. Um. It's it's what an Assassin's Creed game from Ubisoft set in this era probably ought to be, <laughs> and they'll never achieve it because yeah, that is absolutely true. <laughs> they, uh, they're, they're too stuck in their ways so far. Fantastic. Uh, voice acting, uh, the world, uh, building is, is gorgeous. Um, the fighting mechanics are a little tough to get used to at first, but not like dark souls tough, just very unforgiving when you, uh, fuck up. Um, uh, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the experience uh, overall so far. I've only explored maybe 20%, 25% of the yeah. southern island. I think there's three segments altogether. Um, and I'm only that far through one of them. So it's a very large game from what I can tell. Yeah. Uh, very, very curious to see how the rest of it unfolds.
0: Yeah, the... Uh the art style is phenomenal. the The world building that they've done is just top notch. It it feels like the romanticized version of that, that we all have in our heads of feudal Japan. Yeah. Um it's just gorgeous to look at. My my only, it's not really even a criticism. My only uh, the only thing that I would like to see is I would like to have seen more a, a little more film filters uh, for the game because you have black and white and stuff like that. Uh, for the regular game, I would like to have seen a a, a vivid because you have vivid in the, uh, the photo mode. I would like to have yeah. seen that, that filter be allowed to be placed into the actual game uh, because vivid makes it kind of have this dream kind of like look uh, to it. And uh, especially when you go through, through the, the fall forest color uh, areas, it's just absolutely breathtaking when you see it. Yeah. So, That there is the
2: color pops so well to begin with. Something like that would be really nice and over
0: the top, absolutely. Um, the one of the filters that doesn't really work, listeners, unfortunately, is uh the Kurosawa uh filter. Um, I'm saying that, am I saying that correctly, Anderson? Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure. Um, the film that that film filter. It's cool and it looks great. That's not the thing that doesn't work. The thing that doesn't work is when you do that and you match that up to the Japanese uh, voice acting, the lip syncs are out. And I verified that. You know, We saw that in, the, in our video, uh, the video that I shared with you guys on things that we needed to know before we started playing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're right. It, it's weird. Uh, it's very jarring because the lip syncing for the characters is all based off of the English uh, acting. And it's, it looks like it's, you're getting a dubbed effect is what you're getting. Yeah. And that's jarring when what you wanted was if, you know, if you're playing that mode and what you wanted was the Japanese voice actors speaking who do, who I can confirm do a phenomenal job. Um, But you're seeing their voice, their, their lips move to the English words and you're like, well that's a, that's a little bit of emergent breaking so I wish that they that sucker punch had done uh, the you know how they do the more adaptive styles for voice for for lip syncing and uh, other video games where um, it's it's controlled by software it's based off of whether whether or not you're what language you're using and the software dictates how the mouth moves All right that's kind of what they should have done and I feel like that I, I feel like that's something that they they actually could fix in a patch. Um, but I think that's, that that's really the only criticism that I have for it as of right now is just that one aspect uh, for it. Uh, when I talk about visuals, um, yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes when I go to swing at somebody and it's
2: a kill, but I don't, there's no way in hell I made contact with them. That That's, that's a little annoy annoying and funny all at the same time i haven't had hitbox issues
0: yeah i've
2: i've 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 done like a a backslash and it like soars over a guy's shoulder by like almost a foot and it still kills him i'm like oh all right (laughs) whatever now
1: the only thing i've come across really for me has been lock on when i'm fighting groups of enemies it's been kind of a jack up on me a little bit oh you have aim assist on i have it off I don't have any lock on. There's there no there's lock. no lock but on. But for some reason, Jin will just stare at one character
0: while I'm trying to fight a bunch of others. You're talking about uh, the the, the, combat, yeah, uh, the combat direction where he's yeah. he looks at the enemy that's closest. Yeah. So if but I've enemy, had times where he's done the opposite,
1: is... where he'll stare down an, ar- an, um, he's staring down an archer while I'm being attacked by swordsmen.
0: Okay. Well, that's probably because you got shot by an archer. So he'll okay. turn to that direction, wherever the attack's coming from.
1: And the other one I've come across, which is a good problem at the You can time. negate those really yeah. quickly
0: by simply pressing the run mechanic and turn, and running in a direction. It'll turn okay. off that effect.
1: Now, the other funny thing that's come across more now, actually three, two, three times now, is I've come across groups like bandits or uh, Mongolians in the wild. And one of their group guys will just stand looking out in the distance, not helping fight. So it's like an easy problem for me, because I just go behind him and assassinate him after I have have killed all his friends I like, have behind had him. A,
0: I, like and and now we're getting into yeah. uh, mechanics not working. Um,
1: but before I say that, listeners, this game's fucking beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, visual, like I, I'm just uh-huh. I'm mostly just talking like vi- like visual glitches. And I'm liking I the story really, so far. I haven't really come across visual glitches that often. Yeah. Not no. enough to, for me to go. It's immersion breaking or anything like that. Although you did uh, fall through. <laughs> I did fall All right, through the map. That's, that. that's, I, that's, I, that's uh, game uh, break. Sorry. Okay. Um. It's officially, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, no, but here's the thing though. I fell through an area and it immediately recovered Okay. instead of me dying or anything like that, or having to reload to a different save. I was on an area where I, I must've made contact between two points of like a rock in the ground Yeah. and I ended up getting underneath the rock and I was sitting there going, Oh crap. And I ended up underneath, underneath the plane of existence at that point and it immediately pulled me out and put me back up on top. So I don't know if that's because of programming that they made that the the game went oh it fucked up pull you back up. But if that's the case, then you guys need to get to get get get, get contact with Ubisoft and say hey this is how it works, <laughs> this is how you have to fix this because that happened to me once and it hasn't happened to me since. But uh, I
1: think the only thing that's ever happened to me that's not even remotely close to what you had is uh, I was going towards a uh, shrine to go get a charm. Mm-hmm. And I went to go jump from one rock ledge to another and it went completely Assassin's on me and he went the opposite direction on the jump.
0: Yeah. So going into (laughs) mechanics, uh, for the game, the, the thing that is the most difficult thing to work around is the camera.
2: Yeah. It's not very intelligent.
0: Yeah. It's the, the camera's not very intelligent. It doesn't follow your directional aim when you're fighting. So you have to constantly readjust it yourself. Um, which is a tremendous pain in the ass when you have no lock-on feature, like no real lock-on feature for the camera to look at an enemy that you're facing or anything like that. So, I think that could have used some. That could have used some work and some thought process for gameplay wise. Which is really weird because I felt like they did a better job with that in their infamous games than this. I think it's more. I think this more has to do with the fact that they didn't think about the the issue of. Oh, you're playing a melee game mostly, and not a game that involves using your triggers for fighting. Because listeners, you use the triggers for interacting with objects, and that is the most ass backwards way of playing a game that I can think of <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. Causes
2: uh, you to do things like <clears throat> cut your horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tried to cut my horse in half when I tried to get on it uh, because I'm I've so done used- that one. I'm I'm so used to triangle being the interact with it with. Uh, Or square (laughs) a horse or square or anything like that, you know. Those were the interaction buttons for a lot of things, and I'm just like, oh man, this is not not helping me out. But uh, through doors instead of opening them. (laughs) Overall, the combat is it's good, it's fluid, it's easy to master comparatively to things like. A lot of people are just like, oh, I'm really worried. It's going to be like Dark Souls. It is nothing like Dark Souls. No, not (laughs) nearly as difficult. Um, and you ten can, times more fun. Yeah, you can parry, you can dodge out of the way like you can in Dark Souls, but that's where the comparison, that's where the, the similarities stop. Because as a samurai, uh in the game, you are a lot quicker and your sword movements are precise, your combat movements are fluid, and you are literally you it's like Batman. You're a samurai in this and you, you feel like it. You you feel like you're this character when you're playing them and then uh because of the fluidity with combat, you don't feel as frustrated when things don't go your way. There are moments where I say, Ah, oh, come on, game, you know, just like any other game. But I'm not mad like I would be in Dark Souls. <laughs> where yeah. I'm just like, fuck you. Make your rage quit. Yeah. yeah. You're only difficult. You're only difficult because I died. <laughs> and
2: the nice thing is it loads you back into it pretty damn quickly too.
0: Yeah. And if you if you're in a random encounter instance where you die. Uh, more than likely to clear that instance or move it farther farther away so you can better prepare for it
1: which has happened to me during random fights yeah
0: um it gives you enough space to where you could
1: decide to go back into that fight again or go the opposite direction standoff i love the standoffs i love it now too
0: um <laughs> the hold and wait for the other the other player or the other uh, NPC to move you wait for the NPC to, to go for a strike as soon as he goes for a strike that's when you swipe and I love getting the, the, I love the strike or the, uh, the streak that I have. Uh, I'm hoping I can get that up to three. I don't know where that unlocks, but I, I really like it is when you do the standoff and you cut a guy in half and then another guy comes immediately running up. And as soon as he goes for a swipe, you cut him in half, you get the two in a row, instant deaths. I have used that on areas where I'm like, all right, there's a heavy and a heavy. And I try to position myself approaching them so that I get the heavy and the heavy lined up right after one after another. So I can take down the rest of the enemies, no problem.
1: That my like, uh, yeah. perfect parry. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. Perfect too. parry is awesome too. Yeah, especially yeah. yeah. watching enemies you freak yeah. out It's fucking great. Yeah, you have the uh, you have the parry unlocked to the point where if you do a perfect parry, uh, it traumatizes the other the other. Uh, yeah, they'll literally fall on their ass and start yeah.
2: Yeah. you know backing away. They're like and you oh just walk god, up and just drive your sword through them.
0: <laughs> you can <laughs> defend <this>? against anything. <laughs>
1: That's something I used to love in the, uh, the Arkham series of Batman. Yeah. When you take stealth, take town, the guys are like, no, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um,
0: so the fight mechanics are great listeners. Uh, moving on to the stealth mechanics, Miles, how do you feel about you? Like you and I are the biggest stealth players in the game or in, in the group. How do you stealth feel about stealth? Pretty
2: mechanics? solid. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah, I haven't had any real issues with, uh, like, uh, oh, bullshit. There's no way they didn't, they saw me it's all pretty pretty solid you know sometimes they're they're keenly aware um, especially like archers high up uh, mm-hmm. they'll be able to spot you from much further distance out as they probably should be able to there's a lot of locations that are designed you know clearly designed for stealth and there's nothing there
3: <laughs> yeah
2: so it's one of those things like uh, am I gonna come back and, and have to be really uh, careful about going through here, or is this just here because it's here yeah
0: yeah I have had uh i like I enjoy the stealth quite a quite a lot, but I have had moments where the enemy movements just do not allow for stealth at all like it's just gonna like either I'm not catching the right the the right pattern or they're doubled up on one another and some of them
2: are clearly designed for wind chimes, yeah
0: yeah. And uh, that was the thing I was coming across, and I was coming across that before I got the wind chimes, and I was like, "Man, this sucks." <laughs> yeah, like I can't. Yeah, get at least to any with the wind guys. chimes,
2: you can lure one away, and and yeah. usually be fine. Yeah. Downside uh, is when you lure one away with wind chimes, he starts doing head
0: on a swivel, so it's really hard oh, yeah. to pick your moment to uh, you know sneak up behind them. Yeah, I found that some of the best ways is if you're going to do the wind chime, is you do the wind chime, you throw it, and as soon as it gets his attention. And he starts to take steps away from the other enemy that you're trying to go after. Run in there, get the other enemy, and immediately start going towards him, because right. he'll he'll turn so quickly once he gets to where the sound came from that he's going towards. He'll he'll spin around on you, usually right when you're about to do the assassination.
2: I will say that the uh, the the enemy detection, the threat detection, on the uh, the AI side uh is actually pretty reasonable as well because like you know i'll get into a fight with two guys on one side of a compound and then i don't have the entire compound coming after me you know because not everybody heard it uh, only yeah, people it really that were with the,
0: on the uh experience or the uh, the area you're in though too yeah it doesn't pull um, attention you.
2: Yeah. yeah if there's a bunch of people you know, nearby then you're going to draw a lot of attention but yep. if you're fighting two guys at one end of a compound that's mostly empty the rest of the compound isn't gonna react to you,
0: yeah I've even had one guy who spotted me and got alerted and I killed him while he was in the alert yeah and it made a little bit of sound, but the rest of the other guys outside like they yeah, they don't
2: automatically know where you are it's very forgiving in that and compared to a lot of other games that we've played, it's very forgiving in that
0: yeah I haven't come across necessarily dumb nPCs but i've uh or and I haven't come across necessarily like ultra you know hard nPCs when it comes to the uh The stealth so it's it's a good it's a good mix of ai
2: yeah i've only had one instance where the ai i think went kind of retarded and it was during a mission and i killed uh, two three guys and then there were still five or seven of them um still standing around you know kind of doing the wide circle thing where they're you know avoiding you but you know Mm -hmm. preparing but that's where they were staying. They were, weren't reacting to me at all other than yeah. just looking at me. And I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Usually when you see something like that, it's usually because an archer is getting a shot on you. Yeah. But there was no archer there. Um, and so I just pulled out my bow and I headshot like five guys in a row because they were just standing there. I was like, all right, <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> I do love the fact that headshots count. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. Headshots work. Headshots work on even bears.
2: Yeah. If they're not wearing a helmet, you're pretty much good go.
1: Reason why is that failed for you why you had to pull out a bow? It's cuz you didn't follow the royal rules of roshambo. That's what I wanted they wanted to play. I like the <laughs> fact
0: that, I like the fact that the upgrade mechanics for it are just it's not like oh you need 50 points. It's just nope, one thing equals one point. That's it. Yeah, it's not some absurd fucking system it also lets you know like when you're doing that oh this is going to be a long slog this is going to be a long time before i unlock everything because it takes a while to get just one point so pace yourself it's not why you know it's not a game that's designed for oh i'm going to go and do all the main story all the main story and be the badass at the end complete badass at the end it's designed where oh no you're going to do the main story you're going to want to do some other things then you're going to do more main story uh but listeners we do have a recommendation for you while you're playing the game if you start out uh make sure that you do at least the first three main stories that you come across uh right away don't do the you don't need to do them to completion but do them till you unlock uh stealth uh bow and uh you armor. start unlocking uh your armor the the armor yeah that's really where you need to get started after that you can start exploring a little bit more that's pretty much where where miles and i uh, started exploring. Um, I, Anderson, I haven't talked to you about it, but I don't, I would assume you probably ended up doing the same thing.
1: Okay, so I I wake up early in the morning because of the curse of my job. So I was planning about a good four hours today, and I think I spent like three of those four hours just chasing yellow birds or golden birds.
0: <laughs> the golden birds, foxes. Like, I've
1: been finding birds everywhere now since yeah. I started opening up a map more. I like the fact that once you complete an area, you can fast travel to it.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Fast travel is fantastic. Great job. The game loads so
1: fast. Yeah, I was so, so <laughs> happy when that happened. Uh, I understand if my, my horse has <laughs> oh, yeah. trust issues with me because I'm having the same issue Vargo did where I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> so, <I'm> <laughs> so I understand uh, my horse has trust issues with me. <laughs> it, it was yeah, very so,
2: audible for me when uh, when, it, when it happened to me because it was like, oh, god damn it. It's <laughs> like, what? It's like, I just pulled off your move. I just tried to cut my horse in half. <laughs> He ran away, <laughs> yeah,
0: and I named my horse Trust. But that's not that's a game <laughs> issue. <laughs> that was a <an> user issue. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was but just Listeners, funny.
1: from my perspective, like this is... It's its own game, but this is what the hole was left in my heart from Black Flag. That's what's going to fill.
0: Yeah, uh... To me, this is this this to me is Sony's swang song for, yeah, for the PS4. Hands this, down. It, not the Last of Us Two, uh, unfortunately. Listeners, if you want to know the the reason why long campaign works in this game versus a long campaign in Last of Us Two works or doesn't work, the reason why there that's the case is this is an open world game that has exploration and it has side stories, tons of side quests, characters. tons of characters, tons of experiences that you can have throughout the entire region, and it's designed around that, whereas The Last of Us 2 doesn't. It has a singular motivation, a singular storyline story. that it's trying to give you, and it's a simple story. It's simple, but it takes the longest route possible to get to where it needs to go. And when you're done, you don't feel like you got the journey that you got out of the first game from the, for The Last of Us. So when you're playing... Ghost of Tsushima, you feel like you're getting this experience of being in feudal Japan. You're getting this experience of being the samurai of coming to turn of this, of this character coming to terms with understanding that, uh, in when you're dealing with an enemy that will use your own values and your own, uh, code against you to fight you, that you have to adapt to that and coming to terms of, I'm not, I'm not breaking, not fully breaking your code. But you're adapting something new, to progress, to to keep your culture, to keep your your homeland. You you have this great story going on of you have a person's like personal mental anguish and uh, problems with some of the things that they're having to do while they're trying to take on something that is much bigger than them, and also trying to preserve their own their own people their own culture their their own land. So just makes it makes for a much more intriguing story rather than revenge bad. On an actual historical
1: standpoint learning about feudal Japan that was actually the game is actually a little accurate on that factor Is the first time the uh the samurai actually started to fight the mongolians they yeah. were getting their asses handed to them
0: because of tactics. Yep. The mongolians had complete the mongolians came into into Japan after having fought the Chinese, yep, and had a completely different outlook on how war was fought.
1: And Mongolians were untouched in a cavalry.
0: Yep, they knew how they knew yeah. how to fight. How to, they knew how to fight in siege? Of, in siege, an entire land. Yep, and the they make a point of at the very at the very beginning of the game, listeners. They make it a point of pointing out the fact that they learned their they learned everything about their enemy they learned their culture they learned how to use it against them and that's what they were doing that's true to history the mongolians knew exactly how the samurai fought so they clearly had people coming to japan to find out this is what their culture is like this is how we fight them this is how we'll we'll beat them and i'm enjoying everything about it the fact that you're going around recruiting people i mean this is this is everything that assassin's creed game is only better because it's it's more true to an Assassin's Creed than the Assassin's Creed games have been recently. And this gets back to basics. This gets back to what made Brotherhood so good. Yep.
1: I've got a funny feeling this game's gonna cost take me a good forty hours. Easily, yeah. Yeah. With
0: the amount oh, of I,
2: I could yeah, spend doing. that probably just exploring. Yeah. Reality. That's why I've
1: been investing into the oh, another thing, a piece of advice, listeners, is uh Try to find a merchant early on and get that Traveler's Cloak. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it actually
0: helps helpful.
1: unlock the map a little faster for you.
0: And also look at uh, upgrading that as well. Yep. When, if you're if you're an explorer and that's the thing you, you're going to focus on uh, a little bit more than story to begin with, that is absolutely one of the things you want to focus on uh, upgrading because uh, one of its benefits is uh, getting rid of the fog of war faster and in a, a larger area around you. Well, as you that's explore.
1: Probably a solid follow up but a solid piece of advice is once you get that mission where you get an armor. Yeah. Get in the habit of switching between the traveler's cloak for open world. Yeah, and even the armor. Even for in mid
0: fight, listeners, you can do this in mid fight. You can yep. switch outfits in the middle of a standoff. Yeah. If you need to. Because you definitely want to go, like you, you want to go back to, you know, warrior armor, and then when you're going back to exploration, go back. It's it feels like it's kind of, you know, well, I'm going to be doing a this tedious. a lot, but at the same yeah. time, there's no quick switch system for this because their quick sis- switch system is uh, centered around uh, different combat stances yeah. and weapons. So it makes sense in the end. Yeah. I'm fine with it as long as it has a purpose. In
1: this situation, it has a purpose.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's not just this, an aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, and I also like the fact that when you upgrade your armor and stuff like that, it actually does change the look, the, the appearance slightly. It's not, you know, it doesn't deviate completely from the, from the idea of the look, but it gives you this kind of more embellished or, uh, uh,
1: I was messing with it look. today on like Katana cause I went to the, a uh, swordsmith that uh, cause every time you highlight, I couldn't upgrade out of map, but when you highlight it, you can see what the next level looks. Yeah. And on like Katana, you can actually see how they increase the light on it and make it look like it kept getting sharper and sharper, sharper. and sharper. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, So listeners, I think that's all we have to cover unless, Miles, you want to do an actual review for Paper Mario, but I don't think...
2: Uh, I really haven't played it enough to give a really good review on it. It's going to be the same thing I can't say uh, yeah. to to buy, borrow, or bin it uh, as of yet. Um, I, I can say that so far I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's more Paper Mario. Uh, very yeah. different combat system as far as kind of inserting a puzzle into the uh, Turn-based RPG,
1: okay. Feels like they've done that uh, the last few of them.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, uh, kind of altered
1: the yeah. combat. Yeah,
2: the tutorials, you know, a bit handholdy, which is Nintendo's kind of been notorious for over the past generation or two now. Yeah, especially with uh, the Switch. Yeah. So, I mean, that that gets a little annoying in the in the outset, but I'm still enjoying it. So, I'll I'll be playing it in between.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, I haven't downloaded. I haven't had a chance to play it.
2: So I mean, if you're if you're dying for another Paper Mario, so far, yeah, it's
0: not bad. But anyways, we are late for a raid, and uh, or at least getting started for the raid and oh, yeah. getting everybody together. So uh, I apologize to Jesse when he hears this, and I will apologize again when I actually talk to him. But, Blame me, I brought food. Listeners, next <laughs> week we will talk to you guys about uh, Destiny Two and how this season has been going what we think about it. And also just in a quick update, destiny two has been delayed for their next DLC. It's been delayed till November. Yeah. From, from September to uh, November. That's a big push. And a lot of people are uh, speculating on what that, what that means and stuff like that. And I see it as nothing but good things. You're going to, you're going to give me a more complete game. Then thank you, Bungie. I appreciate you. I appreciate you thinking of your product and my experience first. Rather than the outrage of "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I paid for this already," but you know, hey, at least they're sitting there going, "Hey, yeah, we know we were going to come out and with this here, but we found out we needed a lot more work." Awesome, cool, listeners. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook. You know, I got I got to figure out how to do this intro without Twitter anymore. We don't have it anymore. I got to think about this for a second. Sorry. So. Please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Spread Tell us your friends o- old school. <laughs> <spread us> around <laughs> old school. Like peanut butter. Tell your friends about us. It's how we spread around. Actually, that's not how peanut butter works at all. That's not really bad.
2: <laughs>
0: You should have seen me. I had my
2: my eyebrow furrowed, my hand out, like what? What? Yeah.
0: I I literally stopped and like that sounds really bad. Uh, I'm gonna leave this in. <laughs> but. this is vargo miles anderson keep on geeking on and we're out